Well, hey, welcome to episode 53 of the podcast. I am your host, Ryan Latham, and I want to say a big thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode. Such an important conversation with Zach Workin about soul care. In this season, so many of us just need some soul care for ourselves as we lead He is the co-founder of Youth Ministry Booster, who partnered with LifeWay to provide mastermind groups and other resources. Have you guys taken time to do the Jesus Challenge? We talked about it in a couple of episodes with Greg Farah. It's online discipleship tools for you. You can check that out at renewedleadership.org slash disciple. That's renewedleadership.org slash disciple, and you use the code Ryan to get a discount there. Here's my conversation with Zach about soul care. Well, hey everyone, welcome to this episode. We're going to be talking about some really vital, important information about youth ministry today. Uh, I'm with Zach, who is the co-founder of Youth Ministry Booster, partnering with LifeWay. This is uh, some important stuff. They just got done with their virtual conference launch, and uh, part of that uh, online conference Uh, They talked about soul care and really taking care of yourself. And in this COVID season, so important. Necessary. I I know a lot of us, right, Zach, a lot of us are looking at numbers and saying, where are they at? What do I measure? What's important right now? And if we're not careful, uh, I know a lot of us that can kind of bleed into ourselves uh, and bleed into even uh, our identity, right? Yes. So many youth pastors, so many pastors find themselves in their, if we're, if we're honest, a lot of our identity is wrapped up in kind of what we do. And I yeah. am a youth pastor, right? And if I asked you how you're doing, you're going to respond by how things are going and not say anything about yourself at all. Ryan, how you doing? 50 kids. We got 50 kids. No, 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 no. Ryan, how are you doing? No, we, we had two, we had two new kids. And that's, that's, that's not a, that's not a good recipe, my man. That's not right. That's a, right. <laughs> And so right now, right now, what are we measuring? Is it impressions? Is it likes? Is it, uh, you know, some of us have gone the other route and we have a whole like dynamics, like beautiful mind. Like we're doing like saber metrics of, yeah, yeah. We've got crazy, crazy stat sheets that we're running just to try to figure out what the old like butt in a chair stat was. (laughs) Exactly, man. And so, uh, I think there's a lot of us, man, that, uh, I know for me, uh, man, this COVID season, there's been some highs and then there's been some real lows. That's and right. Days where I just like, even just checking email was like a win for me. You know what I mean? It was like, right. I did something right. Yeah. I kind of did something right. Uh, but then there's days where I'm like, man, I'm killing it. I feel great. And so there's been a big cycle of ups and downs for me personally. Uh, you know, when I really look at this season and it's been helpful for me to have some friends, um, some coworkers like being able to be vulnerable and honest about that, but not everybody does, right? Oh, that's right. Everybody does. Right. So, Zach, I'd love for you to jump in. Uh, I know you guys are coaching uh, four to five hundred youth pastors uh, through your seasons uh, there with Youth Ministry Booster, which I'd love for you to talk about. Uh, sure. Well, but um, you guys are coaching people, so I'm sure you are in the the trenches here, hearing it firsthand, uh, as well as as what you guys share about the conference. So, Zach, take it away, man. Yeah, share man. a little bit, and we'd love to dive in some questions afterwards. Yeah, man. Uh, so, there's definitely uh, Ryan. Thanks for letting us share. Uh, they're definitely hearing it. I think the thing that I would want to pick up on that you shared. I think folks are feeling it, 
And I think one of the things important to talk about for youth ministers that are listening to this uh, is to do the the self check, or if you're really into your headspace or calm app, the body scan of how you're feeling. I think a lot of us in this season are just subject to what everybody else is telling us to feel like it is, it is, it is forces pushing on us from social media, senior leadership, our family, your, your mom who has read a lot of things and forwarded a lot of emails so much so that we don't actually know how we're (laughs) feeling. And I think that's one of those, like if you, wherever you're at right now, don't listen to the next three things I say, just ask yourself, how are you feeling? Like not, not in an intuitive, like, I don't know, like, like, like prayerfully spiritually discern. How are you feeling? Uh, we, we share at the launch event. Uh, one of the things that I think for a lot of us, we're really good at like knowing like physical health indicators. I gained weight. My blood pressure's up. I, I can't make it up the stairs without huffing and puffing. Like we know when we, our bodies don't feel good. I don't know if we always know and do a check for how our feelings feel. And so some of the things that I would just invite folks to think about is like. Okay, so Zach, come on. Are we talking about like being like a little teddy bear here and like getting all emotional? What's going on? No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, okay, what are the ways in which you allow yourself to rest? Like if you have to have the noise of Netflix on to drown out your thoughts so you can fall asleep, if you're self-medicating with like old TV shows or YouTube, um, if you just put headphones on and like, like shut yourself away from like writing out how you feel or sharing with your spouse, if you're like worked up all the time that you like freak out, panic, and like everything triggers you all the time, like these aren't just like moments or moods. This is like your body, your feelings telling you that your emotions and spirit are like out of whack, out of sync. And I think there's some things to like really notice in that. Like, man, I am just like on a hair trigger all the time. Or like, man, I can't fall asleep anymore. I'm just so stressed out. I'm going to turn on some TV. Like if you fall asleep more on the couch than you do in your bed, like that's not just like no, oh, I guess it's just August. Like that's that's something that's going on with you that you've got to address and name. And so I think that's kind of the the quest for care. Like I, when we say soul care, I think everybody has like a feeling about those two words. But the one that always speaks to me most isn't just the soul part, but the care part because I, care care is not just like when I'm sick I'll get better, but care is how can I stay healthy so I don't get sick. And I think that's a really important shift when it talks about like the shepherding of your own soul or who are the ones that are caring for your own soul. Like there's a lot of us, uh, myself included, uh, I feel a little special because I had an accidental heart attack at 29. Uh, and so I, I now go to a cardiologist in my early thirties every year, which is super fun to be the only guy, uh, three day, <laughs> decades young. You want to freak people out, Ryan, be 29 in a heart hospital. People are like, what is wrong with that guy? <laughs> like, you're not supposed to be here yet. Uh, but like some things can happen. And so now like I literally have a wellness check for my heart every January because I don't want to get sick again because I was so sick. I was so at risk for things. I think for a lot of us, like we need folks just checking in on us. We need to be open enough to let folks check in on us so we can say when things are wrong or are are kind of wrong or not quite right so they can notice some of the things that might need to be adjusted. And I think that's the conversation about why 
peer-based groups or for, for us, it's, it's booster and mastermind groups. Like there's always that really important element of soul care because you don't feel safe enough to tell your volunteers. And it is an awkward conversation with your senior pastor. Some of you may have a senior pastor relationship where you can say, I'm really stressed out. And I, I feel like half the time that I should be working, I'm just watching Netflix. You may have that honest, transparent relationship. Most of us don't, but in peer relationships of you're in ministry, I'm in ministry, but we're at different churches, different contexts. I can look at you and say, man, I, I can't do it right now. Like I'm done. Like I'm, I'm wore out. I'm tired out. I don't feel like I'm effective anymore. And it's what you shared. I was just happy to send all the emails I was supposed to today, let alone actually think creatively about how to do ministry during COVID. And so I think for us, like the elements of soul care, like we know the fundamentals of like praying and reading scripture and like starting in the word in the morning and journaling throughout the day. But the, the smallest ounce of that is just being aware enough uh, welcoming enough to let folks into your life to ask you how you're doing. I think that is like a fundamental shift in the ways in which that kind of cascades into other longevity for ministry, because there are folks who know when you are okay and when you're not okay. Yeah. And inviting people into that conversation is important, right? Yes. Yes. And, and uh, I think a lot of it for me, when I've been working with even myself is having people that know you, uh, before you know like it's not just in the midst because sometimes you, you kind of know somebody for a season you're like well they're just always stressed out but it's like well if you've, i've known this person for 10 15 years it's like well you weren't that way uh now and now you are right and so right. really listening to your spouse if you have a spouse um you know and you know like you said those some of those triggers are really important um to set aside some time and to really evaluate those okay are my kids just like taking me off really easily right now. Did I shout down my kid for no reason? Like, I mean, first of all, d don't, but second of all, like, don't try to gloss over it. Like it didn't happen. Like, let's, let's talk about that. Like, why do you feel mad at your kid for being four? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We have so a, we have a really intense and emotional three-year-old right now. Like he just like everything is like big tears and like, I don't want And so it's just like, I have to always be really careful. Cause it just really like sometimes like giddy and just gets under my skin of like, dude, you're going to put your shoes on and we're going to go to school and you've got to <laughs> stop crying, laying on the floor. Like we do this five days a week. <laughs> okay, so that's a good point too. I think part of it too is having perspective of, of talking to people about your situation to kind of know like, Hey, that's what three-year-olds do. Like that's what four-year-olds do. So like, help normalize my feet. Like, like, am I crazy for thinking that? No, like you like get it out, externalize it. Let's anchor it in some other people's perspective. Yeah. 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 You no, know, like, okay. So I'm not the only one. Yes. <laughs> Zoom numbers drop dropping like crazy because kids are zoomed out. Like I'm not Dude, that's been the most encouraging thing I've been able to say to youth pastors is like, well, you know, the national average for tracking attendance in person in a COVID season is less than 30%. Like you can just see it like the like release wash over their faces of like, oh my gosh we're actually doing better than most. And like, that's not like the reason to do it, but there is that like, like the guard is down of like everybody struggling with this. Like we are all in a bad spot. And so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's a huge part because so many of people are even kind of afraid to, to say that like, and then when you do, you're like, Oh wow, that's where everyone's at. Okay. So I, I feel much better about that. Okay. So what do we do if, um, 
maybe we were feeling like, man, we need some soul care. What are some of those things that we can do? We're just kind of noticing we're a little bit more on edge. Yeah. We're uh, drinking a little bit more Red Bull than usual. More uh, Red Bull than water. We're sweating DP. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are we, what are we doing to kind of pick ourselves up here? Uh, so the first thing that I would share is it, this is not an exercise in willpower. And I think that is like, that's what's so counterintuitive about it is like, it, I think a true measure of soul care is, is the like humility and the admittance of like, it is not by my own strength. So the two things that I would share for folks that are like, honest enough to say, I am not feeling great. I'm not feeling great about it. I'm not feeling great about myself. And my feelings feel really out of balance, unchecked and all over the place is one, it is not an exercise of willpower. Because if you could do it, you would have done it. And I think that's like admit that and know that it's not up to you like being able to white knuckle this, but to let somebody else in. So my buddy Jeff Wallace shared last week at our launch event so well, um, the old John Wesley quote, when ministers would get together, the question they would ask each other is, brother, how is your soul? Or sister, how is your soul? But what Jeff tagged uh, is, if you're going to ask it internally, Ryan, how is your soul? Before you answer, you have to also answer, and who knows? And I think there's a relationship there. I think we've done this, especially in the evangelical church a lot. We've done such an internal work of sin confession of like my confession is between me and God. And that that is maybe fine for absolution, but it's not good for accountability, right? Like if I just keep confessing my weakness to God, in many ways, I can't get better because it's not by my own willpower. I need to let other folks in to check in with me on whatever might be uh, my temptation or vice or addiction. Like we need others. So number one, you need others. Like the soul care is actually like, it, it's a, it's a, a partnered or, or mutual activity. It's not like a soulful, like, like if like your soul care extent is I read my Bible more for me, that's like devotion and not soul care. So it's a partnered or a mutual activity. Yeah, I mean, second, James, right in the book of James, right. talks about that confess with each other, right? Yeah. Like, so, just to God, right? But there's, there's, there is this, there's just a power when we can talk to each other. If we bring yes. that. Well, it, it makes, it makes it real, right? It brings it to light. And that's one of the things that I think we've got to be better in the church about is that like, if sin is darkness, the thing that destroys darkness is light. You bring it to the light. That's what burns it up. Uh, the second thing that I would share is, is, uh, I, I really enjoy the writings of James Clear, who's not a, a, a Christian theologian, but is a contemporary writer that is just really excellent at naming some of our, like, kind of our modern predicaments. And so he writes a lot about the importance of habit. And I think this is another way to fight the idea of, like, I can't do it or the willpower problem. And it's the idea that I do things based out of habit. And a lot of us are like, well, no, I mean, I, I, I choose stuff. Yeah, but stop choosing stuff, right? It's the old, like, lay out your clothes the night before or have less t-shirts or button downs to pick from and it takes the brain power away like every morning like I get out of bed and like the first thing I do is make coffee and there's something that like that just is like it happens like I just I wake up and make, I don't think about it. I'm not a decision of like should I have coffee this morning I do that but one of the things that I've layered on top of that is to listen to either like my headspace app for some mental clarity or music instead of like watching something dumb on YouTube. And so I've attached a positive behavior with like a habitual behavior. So like before you 
you know, when you sit down at your desk or wherever your workspace is, whether it's at home or the office, like what's the first thing you do? You're always going to sit down at your desk, but is the first thing like pull up Facebook or open your Bible, like just attach a new activity that becomes habitual to what you're doing and not like, I should read my Bible more. Like stop saying that. Just the first thing I want to do when I sit down at my desk, read my Bible. Great. That's it. Super small. Maybe it's five minutes, but that just becomes a change in the habitual behavior, the, the habit of your behavior, as opposed to like the aspiration of your behavior. Like we set a lot of goals, but it's, it's like going to the gym. Like you don't go to the gym. I'm going to do all this stuff. You just like, I just go, I just get there. And then from there I add a little bit more of like intensity and challenge to whatever I was doing. Yeah. I think a big thing for me, Okay, so while I'm talking right now, I want you to think about a couple of the apps that you've just dropped. Okay. Uh, drop some, and I want to I get them on a kind of a little bit of list here. So I think for me, one thing is really important is to be okay with not being okay. And what I yes. mean by that is, is saying, I'm going to admit, I'm going to admit to myself first that like I, I'm reading, but I don't really care about what I'm reading. Um, I'm praying barely, but I'm not really praying. I'm just kind of like going through some motions here. Um, like I've, I've read my Bible, um, and I couldn't tell you what it's about. I I'm mm. praying and I couldn't even tell you what I'm praying about. You know, um, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I'm not creative right now. Like I sit down to try and write content and there's just nothing there. I got right. So I think just being okay with saying, Hey, uh, I feel like my cup is empty right now. Um, you've got to come to that place where you're just kind of like, okay with that would we'll say, okay, I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm yeah. Acknowledge yeah. That, and then I can work from there. Cause if we don't acknowledge it and we just kind of keep going through, we're going to burn ourselves out. But I think it's okay. We got to come to the place where it's like, man, I acknowledge this. Um, and it might take a few days before you, it, you start seeing it. I mean, um, you don't really no notice it real quickly. And so uh, yeah. I'd love for you to talk about some of those apps that you just kind of dropped out. Uh, that you yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm a big fan of either Headspace or Calm. Uh, they're both kind of meditation apps uh, that just have some guided practice for stuff. I think Dwell is a scripture-based one, but just having somebody's voice inside your head uh, to literally help kind of guide you through stuff. Um, there, there's some things that we do with some of our volunteer youth worker training inside of Booster um, that talks a lot about how even if we're not trained counselors, we can offer some kind of like steadying help for students along the way. And the two things that we share is that we can help anchor them in their reality. Like you're here, I'm with you. This is this moment, but we can also help externalize some of those internal like kind of monologues that run uh, of like, I'm not good enough. I'm anxious. I'm worried. This sucks. I'm overloaded. Like it doesn't matter anyway. Cause if all those things enter, enter your own kind of echo chamber, like they can really get amplified and reverberate in a way that affects you in your whole person. And so I think being able to, uh, have some clarity and some focus uh, from some folks that would speak the truth into you, whether that's reading scripture over you from, I think, dwell or like, uh, you know, you version has, I think, the audio like where it's like, you know, text to talk where you can just kind of listen to scripture. 
Um, if you're not listening to not the argumentative interviewee podcast, but like um, some of the more like devotional, inspirational stuff. Uh, and then again, there's some different kind of, I think, just mental challenges and activities that come from some things like Headspace or Calm that are really helpful. But it, it's a way to have um, some better narration to your uh, feelings and experiences. And so being able to anchor that in what's going on and then to get out or externalize or narrate some of the things that you're just like loaded up on you are really, really important starting places. Yeah. And some of you, some of us may even just need to do a whole social media cleanse and just depending on where you're at and just say, look for my own soul, this is what I just need to do this. Right. And that, yeah. that might be tough because you're like, well, but I have to, because of youth ministry, well, outsource that get on Hootsuite get on social B and schedule out all your stuff for the next few weeks as you just cleanse that and purge that out of your life absolutely and again like I think that's I think that's one of the things for us in 2020 that we're going to have to get really clean on our Sabbath practices I think I'm really curious so um, so John Mark Comer writes about it a lot uh, Daniel M writes about it a lot but like the changing relationship that we have with work uh, I mean, we are no longer, I, you know, the old book was like, you know, people looking for a third place because I live at home. I work at the office and, you know, church is like a third place or the bowling alley is a third place or the coffee shop is a third place. But right now in this season, everything is all one place. And so we might get out to church for an office meeting, but I know for a lot of folks, they're working from their homes. They're, they're, they're doing youth group stuff uh, alone, or it feels like everything's all like interconnected. And so I think it's really important for us to be able to distinguish uh, the days and the spaces apart from each other, not in like a compartmentalized, like I don't worry or think about things, but like there is something really scriptural from like the beginning on about having some break from the work and the toil and some days or time for delight. And I think uh, it's, it would not take a lot of convincing to tell folks that social media is not delightful um, and that it's a tool and that email is not a joy, uh, but a tool. And I think we've got to have days where we say, my phone's off on Saturdays or on Friday, uh, all my stuff forwards to somebody else's on-call phone. Like if you just feel like it has to be always an on-call person, then work with your church or your staff or your volunteer team so that you're not always the on-call person. Like, like boundaries are good. Rules are good for life and living. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea. What you talked about is, is noticing when you, the tank is emptying and putting some things in place before it even gets there. So like, don't yeah. wait until you're burnt out. Um, so what encouragement would you have for that person? that's just like, man, I'm ready to tap out. Like mm -hmm. I'm ready to tap out. Um, youth ministry is just not for me. This is, I mean, uh, you and I both talk to people often that are just saying, this just isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, especially right now, this season, like I, I'm not even like talking to students anymore. Like I'm not even meeting with students anymore, you know, face to face. Yeah. I'm just ready to tap out. So what, what encouragement would you have for them? Uh, don't right now. Like don't in this moment, if you're feeling like that in this moment, don't. Um, you, you may be done. And I think that's one of the things is sometimes we are done with the job that we're doing, um, the position that we're occupying. Um, but that should come from a place of clarity and not a place of frustration. Uh, I think I think that's one of the things that, again, you're inviting other folks to speak into it like, you don't, you don't quit in rage. You don't, you don't give up when you are, you know, 
alone, right? Like this is, this is one of those, um, your calling demands community. Like your, your, your community is not just the people that you serve. Like that is true for a season, but you need a community that would go with you, whether you were at this church or that church, or whether you were in this role or that role, like you need, you know, your spouse, your friends, your family, uh, fellow ministers. I mean, I, some of my best friends in ministry, like we've all changed jobs and locations, but our, our circle is the same. Like they, we still text and reach out to each other, even though like we're serving in different roles and functions and churches. And so if you don't have that community or circle, it's such a vital thing that you need in the same way that you would prescribe it to other folks. But if you are feeling absolutely, absolutely burnout or done today, then step away from whatever the perceived work is from in front of you and run not to a vice, not to a temptation or an addiction, but to the presence of somebody who loves you. Like that is like when you are empty, let somebody else in. Don't let stuff in. Don't let fast food or pornography or drugs or alcohol in. Let a human living, breathing image of God bearing person in to talk to about how you're feeling. Um, that may be a professional uh, as somebody that sees a counselor on the regular, like that may be someone you need to talk to in a way that way. It may be a pastor from a different church, maybe your current pastor, uh, but you need to let somebody in and just get it out because it's just circulating inside of you. And if it's burning up your bones, if it's toxic to your body, you've got to get it out. And so don't muscle through it, uh, but find a release valve to get it out that is not something that you're going to regret later. And a conversation with a friend is never something that you'll regret later. It's, it's the other stuff that we try to hide and bury and shame away instead of confessing. So, uh, man, confession is the... It's the alternative. It's it's the Christian practice of of you know bearing true the things that we felt were too secret or awful to share. Yep. I just want to encourage those listening too is is just um, do something different. Uh, Wes Beavers yeah. podcast it talked about just doing something different. Um, that if you that when we are in these seasons, he talked about that portions of our brain literally stop working. And that we got to start doing something different to awaken that. So if you typically, uh, you know, just go fishing to kind of rejuvenate, don't go fishing, go mountain biking, right? Um, or if you typically go running, do something different, right? To just kind of spark that. So I want to encourage you guys, think about something different that you enjoy. Um, think about something that maybe you really enjoy that you haven't done for a long time because you're so just grinding and grinding, grinding, go yeah. back to something like that. You it, know? If, if you're always a relational person, go make something, right? Like that's one of the, like, if you're always loaded up on phone calls and emails, man, go paint something or sculpt something or smoke meat or build a fence, like get out of whatever the habit is. If you're always eyes on a computer screen and like sedentary, go walk, like get your, like if you always engage your brain, engage your body. If you always engage your body, engage your brain and read something like what you're right mix it up mix it up but that's good that's good yeah i know even for me there's been seasons where my, even my bible study has just been i don't know i just, just the devotionals whatever the same thing yeah 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 same yeah. so <laughs> three podcasts right 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 so like i'll go and i'll pick up some translation that i normally wouldn't read and it just kind of sparks something you know what i mean like i'll read 
um, you know, like the message or something that I wouldn't really necessarily like typically be in to preach from or whatever. Uh, I'll reach, put some like the passion translate, some of that, and just it sparks, it makes it different, comes alive a little bit different to kind of help me get out of that season to get into, uh, you know, what I would typically read. And so, yeah, I think just doing something that kind of shocks the system a little bit, getting good. Back into it. So, Let's talk about um, some masterminds. What's the value? What is a mastermind for those that aren't used to that term, familiar with it? Yeah. What is that? What's, why is it important for you, for us? So one, one of the things that's principal to, so Youth Ministry Booster is the organization my buddy and I started that really is just built on top of lots of conversations together, both in the ways in which we care for each other by uh, holding each other accountable, but also uh pushing each other to do better at the work that we do or be insightful, creative, all those things. Masterminds for us are the vehicle of peer-based learning uh, for youth ministers that want to grow. So call it a cohort, call it a small group, call it a, a coaching group. It's a mastermind for us because there's a certain rhythm and there's certain elements that kind of like push it in that direction. For us at Booster, our masterminds meet online because they're convenient that way. And they allow us to connect with folks from a lot of different places. Uh, we have folks in masterminds that are connected across the US and Canada, coast to coast, because we want to put folks in groups that work for their schedule. Uh, we're large enough to kind of be at scale. So if you can only meet on Tuesday afternoons or Monday nights or Thursday mornings, We've got over 30 groups meeting at different times to kind of meet different needs schedule wise, but we also have groups that meet in different size of context and different level of experience. So if you're new to ministry, you've got different questions than somebody who's been in it for 16 years. And then depending on the size of church or context, rural or urban, uh, there's just some of these things that are, are shared, whether or not you're in a, a suburb in Oklahoma or Georgia, or whether you're in Houston uh, or Atlanta, or if you're in like the panhandle of Florida or the panhandle of Texas. Like there's some things that we want to pair together so we can best learn from each other. And so uh, there are groups that meet seasonally. We meet for nine months. So it's September to May, groups of nine to 10 with one of our veteran hosts that lead because they care and they want to learn as much as anybody else. And then every meeting of those nine months kind of follows our annual guide, our annual plan. Uh, so there's structure to it. Because I think we've all been to a network meeting and thought, what was the game plan here? What was the objective? And so for us, every meeting has a growth initiative where we talk about how to do the work better, uh, a soul care element where we talk about how the work is affecting us and who we are in the middle of trying to do this stuff. And then an element of hot seat which is we want to hear from people in our group and the actual struggles that they're facing. And we're all going to contribute and coach by asking questions and then always, always, always spend dedicated time in prayer for one another by name, by request. Uh, so that all happens for us inside of our platform at Booster. Uh, that's membership. So it's, it's a little bit of a safeguard against folks that might be just kind of perusing on Facebook and allows us to connect intimately and deeply season to season. So every season is fresh with new folks and new leaders. And so it's a really great kind of ongoing way to sharpen and grow and feel supported in the work. Cool. I love it. So what are some of those topics you talked about those growth elements? What are some of those topics you guys typically kind of go through? 
So season last season, we did some kind of the big ones like evangelism and volunteer recruitment. And, uh, you know, th this generation is anxious, but this year pre COVID, we had no idea. We just wanted to be really fun and really thoughtful and really hone in on the life of the minister. So season two is leader zoo and every month is an animal and what the animals behavior or tendency or characteristic has to teach us. Uh, so really excited about some of those uh, fun ones and the ways in which we're going to learn more about accountability, um, comparison, uh, love. Uh, my, one of my favorites, just maybe because I'm half Canadian, uh, is the Canadian goose. I don't know if you know this, Ryan, but when a goose's mate dies, they mourn. So if you ever see a goose alone looking sad, it's everything you thought. They are grieving the loss of their mate for life. And so that whole month, we're going to talk about the people related to our ministry that are not us, that suffer with us, both in the good times and the bad times. And so goose or not, uh, we feel like it's worth a look. And so we're excited about that. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's playful ways to think about the, who we are as um, humans by letting uh, creatures be teachers. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So where do we go to get signed up for some more information? If you go to youthministrybooster.com before September 2nd or by midnight, September 2nd, you can get signed up. It's 200 bucks a year for membership. Uh, we'd love to connect with you. It's, it's either September 2nd or next year. Uh, we will not have registrations open again until next May. And we would love to connect you with over 400 other youth ministers that are wanting to learn and grow, let other folks in and be matched to masterminds uh, as we need each other more now than ever. Like the game has changed. And so whatever you thought you we're doing as a game plan has got to be revisited and we want to be a part of that and support you along the way. Zach, any final thoughts for us today? Uh, for those that are listening, we're super excited for this next season. Uh, super excited for the ways in which this new season of ministry allows us to rethink some of the things that we'd always done and maybe make some space for doing things in a new way. I love it, man. Hey, Zach, thanks for your time. Man. Yeah, man, thank you. You guys, jump on to youthministrybooster.com. Um, Come check it out. Go check it out. Get signed up for season two. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you All soon. Right. Thanks, Brian.